What's up, hybrids? Welcome back to another episode of the Phantom Hybrid Podcast. This is Hanako, and I'm here with Casey, and we are discussing episode 10 of The Walking Dead Season 11. And we are in the Commonwealth. Like, they didn't waste any time. It was like the Commonwealth showed up at the end of the last episode, and now we have been in Commonwealth for a month. I was like, oh, okay, so we're just going to go straight into it. Okay. Now, I'm hoping they're going to give us some flashbacks in subsequent episodes because I need to see what the decision-making process was from, hey, I have an offer for you to where they are now. Right. Like, we know that Maggie is not there. Lydia is not there. I haven't seen Aaron, so I'm assuming he's not there either. So I need to know what was in that decision-making process as far as who decided to go and who decided to stay. Right. And they're gonna have to show that because everybody is like, where's everybody else? It's 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 too much stuff going on. But let's get into this episode. Number one, why do they have a haunted house? Why I was trying to figure this out. I was when it first came on, I was like, I know this, I know wait a minute. I know I thought it was a dream sequence. I, I thought somebody was dreaming. I immediately thought haunted house. But we don't have our, our trademark Judith with her hat and her baby sword. So. Right. So that was that's why I thought it was a dream because one, they're walking through this place in their walkers and they don't look scared, which was weird. And then, like you said, Judith didn't have her hat and they were just walking through. And then when Daryl was like, OK, man, that's enough. I was and he was like, OK, man, I was like, wait, what the fuck is going on? And then we find out they are actually in a haunted house or a haunted maze in the Commonwealth. And it's Halloween and they're having a full-fledged carnival. Let me tell you, it was so weird watching this episode. Weird in a good way because I like seeing a different side of things. Like we've seen so much of the struggle and the, you know, them not being clean, them not having a place to sleep or we've seen enough of the struggle but to see them in this seemingly normal situation, it was very weird. Right. It took some getting used to. Right. It really did. Um, saying, first of all, RJ needs to stop fucking growing because he's only supposed to be like six. And he's almost the size of Judith. And we have to remember that Kaylee Fleming, who plays Judith, she's 14. So... He's almost as tall as her. That dude needs to slow down and he's going to be a grown-ass adult by the time Michonne comes. <laughs> he going to meet his mama like, hey, mom, like in the color purple. Mm-mm. He, he going like, to meet hey. his mama like, hey, mama, how you doing? <laughs> Girl. He'll be like, who is this grown-ass man? <laughs> right. But so we have this carnival. And again, it's just, it's weird seeing, you know, seeing our people be in a regular world is strange. You know, Judith and RJ are in costumes and they're enjoying the games. Oh, Carol no, 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 is working. No, no, no. Hold on. Jude. Not oh, excuse me. Jude. 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 Excuse me. I'm so sorry. Jude, as she is taken to calling herself. Um, seeing Carol baking cookies in the bakery. <laughs> you know, these are all little throwbacks, right? All little. Because I was like. I noticed. I noticed. I was like, okay, she's baking cookies. Ezekiel is minding the animals in the petting zoo. 
It's like, okay, so the, the questions that the Commonwealth asks when they are first brought into the um, into the community, it makes sense because they basically put them in jobs that they had before everything fell, but it also causes problems. And we'll discuss that from later on in the episode because you would think that with everything that happened to the old world, that they would try to do something a little bit different. But this community, the more we see of it, and I think this is really the most we've seen of the actual Commonwealth, how they operate and how all of the citizens interact. I think this is the first time we've seen it in depth. And it is a little, it's strange, yes, but it's also worrisome to me because you see through the course of this episode, there are issues there. You know, you have... Apparently, there is a small contingent of Commonwealth residents who are not pleased with the way things are, and they are um, they're protesting silently right now. But they have this one person who shows up at the end of the episode or towards the end of the episode who basically puts a face to the the people who are uh, protesting the Commonwealth. You see the different um the different levels of classism in this episode and i was like wait so we're going back to this mm-hmm. we're going back to the you know the important people the ones who have the big important jobs and then you have the quote unquote lowly people the wait staff and the the people who are not in that same hierarchy and i was just like Okay, this is going to be interesting. And then meeting, finally meeting Pamela Milton, the governor of the Commonwealth, that was interesting as well because I don't trust her. I don't like her. She she seems very fake. Like she gives this good performance. Mm-hmm. But then there's certain microaggressions with her, like the way that she speaks to Lance throughout the episode. You know, he as far her. as the the why, you know. I don't know if I want to say he hates her just like but he does have I think he does have some some issues with her because when we first were introduced to Lance and the way that he's walking around the commonwealth you think okay this is a guy who's important he's the guy who gets things done he's Miss Milton's right-hand man but when you look at him in this episode it's like yeah Lance is the person who can get things done but he's not ve- it doesn't seem like he's very well liked or respected and that was very evident when he was making his entrance to the party yeah. and everybody and everybody starts chanting Mercer because Mercer was coming back behind him looking like a full was- goddamn snack at that. But Mercer is like, everybody's like, Mercer, Mercer. And he looks like, of course, and walks in. I was like, oh, this is, there's some interesting dynamics going on within this Commonwealth. And then to see that with the people there and then our people thrown in it's just yeah i think he wants to be more important than he really is he he probably thought the position that he's in would have a little more recognition or stature and he realizes that even though i'm this right hand man hell the chief of the police got more more love than i got you know what Mm -hmm. i mean so it's like I, he he wants to be at a level that he thinks he is, but is really not when it comes to everybody else around him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So he's one yeah. of those people that he he looking for clout. He he chasing that clout like I am me. 
you know and people yeah. are like oh it's you <laughs> yeah you know kind of that that because even when he was trying to find the perfect wine i guess they were making it themselves i'm, I'm assuming because it never really that's said. what i thought that's kind of yeah. what i gather yeah. and so when he was trying to get the wine right he's this is the thing that's gonna make them recognize me mm-hmm. you know what i mean so he's looking for the accolade and the recognition of i did something look at what i was able to do Hmm. Yeah. But let's talk about this carnival for a little bit. Judith makes her first friend, which was cute. But it also it made me sad because like when they were shopping, like, first of all, um, I, I'm kind of with I forgot who it was. Somebody said the concept of dealing with money again is just bizarre. Yes, yeah. I think that as well. But um, May is the the little girl's name who befriends Judith and they are at a music store, which Princess works at, which is cool. I think that's real cool. But they're there looking at old records and the girl says something about you don't get an allowance. And Judith was looking. It's like she didn't ask it, but she was kind of like, what the hell is an allowance? Right. Because we have to remember, Judith was born into this world when it was already zombified walkerfied she's never known the world previous and the concept of money and allowances and and shopping she's never had to do that before so watching her try to navigate this this new thing and you know not i think for a girl her age she's also worried about not maybe not necessarily not seeming cool but she doesn't want to seem stupid but she is very much a fish out of water in this because she's never had to deal with this, right. you know, and it's interesting looking at it from her eyes because everything is new for her and you can tell that she wants to like it. She wants to, she wants to be there. She wants to be comfortable, but it's just, it's so sad because she, she doesn't fit in yet, Not yet. but um, you know, it was just, I don't know. It was so realize. It's different, kind of in the same concept of the way when our survivors first get to Alexandria and the parties mm-hmm. and the these people oblivious to life outside of that wall. Because I'm sure for May, all she's known is life inside the wall. She mm-hmm. knows that the walkers or as they call them, rotters come during the carnival or during mm-hmm. Halloween. And, you know, but for Judith, who's been out there with her mom and everybody else slaying walkers fighting like fighting fighting this is fish out of water for her because she's like what the hell are y'all talking about allowance mm-hmm. i'm lucky i'm alive you know i'm lucky right. i get to spend time with the people that i love those are the that's their currency for our survivors mm-hmm. it ain't money because well, money means nothing to them but now yeah, coming yeah. into this new world, it's like, okay, I'm so used to fighting, trying to survive. Now all of that is now given to me. So now what do I do? And that's kind mm-hmm. of where you, and, and keep in mind, this is a child trying to figure out her way. So, cause she grew mm-hmm. up way fast. You know what I mean? She probably killed more walkers than a lot of the adults there. Right. You know what I mean? So how does a 10 year old or however she's supposed to be at this point, but how does she as a little kid even navigate this strange, mm-hmm. strange, it's strangeness for them. Yeah. Even more difficult. It for is. A kid. 
but it's fun too to see her experience the new things like when she tasted the cotton candy the look on her face like oh my god what is this sugar gold mine? sugar <laughs> yeah because she's probably never had real sugar so yeah it's nice to get to see her be a kid for once yeah. you know seeing her and rj in the apartment coloring that was strange but I like seeing it because that's what she should be doing. She's a kid. They're kids. They shouldn't be worried about walkers who talk and who can kill their friends or all of this other stuff. So it's fun seeing her enjoy that. It's just like I said, it was very strange watching this episode. I kept waiting for the punchline. Like I kept waiting for, okay, this is not real. This was a dream or I just kept expecting something different. I kept waiting for the veil to come down because mm-hmm. we know there's something wrong with the Commonwealth. Like, yeah, we know. I mean, even they can sense that something just ain't right. And so mm-hmm. that's my anticipation. Like, what's going to be that thing mm-hmm. to say, oh, this facade here is a facade. You know what I mean? Right. So it's, it, it's going to be, because you know, Carol is queen of snooping the hell around. And she already, you know what I mean? Figuring it out. Like, cause even when she's just trying to find out what's wrong with her husband, well, ex-husband, it, you know, trying to find out what's wrong with him. She's still in keys. And, you know, Carol is the person everybody underestimates. Like, oh yeah. Period. So it was just how yeah. she likes it. She wants you mm-hmm. to be not suspecting of her. Like when she brought dude all that wine and he's like, oh, he, you found a way outside the walls. You know, so mm-hmm. I need something from you. I need you to help me. I need you to work for me to give me what I need, but you think I'm working for you. Right. But you know, the the funny thing is, I feel like Carol is actually, I don't think she was necessarily suspicious of the Commonwealth at first. I think, you know, even when she had the conversation with Dara, which they're talking again. So I guess we're not going to get that, that whole, we're not going to get to see them actually make up, but they're, they're talking again. But, you know, when she's having a conversation with him, she asked how, you know, how are you doing or how are you liking it? He says, it just takes some getting used to. Mm -hmm. And um, he keeps expecting like, they're going to have to do something. And she said, this place was stand this place was going long before we got here. Maybe we don't have to do anything. And I think, I think Carol, this is probably something Carol really wants because we know Carol has been battle weary for seasons now. Like she does what she has to do when she has to do it. Mm-hmm. But if she if she had her way, she wouldn't have to kill anybody ever again. You know, we talked about that in the last episode about with Daryl, that maybe that's he's probably at that point, too, mm-hmm. um, because he you know, of what he said to Leah, he was like, we're doing this all wrong. You know what? We survived all of this just to keep killing each other. And I think Carol has been at that point for a very long time. So she's probably looking at this like, I can do this. Like, all I have to do is here is just bake cookies and, you know, keep an eye on Ezekiel from afar and watch Daryl fawn over or long after Connie because I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need him to take care of that because when she walked off and he turned around and looked at her <laughs> care like you should ask her to the dance no ask her to the dance I was like Daryl ain't finna dance you know this but um 
you know, I think she's probably comfortable here. And I think she knows that things can get done a little bit better there. So like when she sees Ezekiel struggling and she asks him how he's doing, he's like, oh, I'm fine. I feel great. I'm happy, blah, blah, blah. Carol knows, like they were together for a long time. That was her husband. She's like, this motherfucking line. Let me go see what's going on. So when she walked into the hospital and she grabbed the keys, I said, oh, she finna go find his file. She finna see what he's doing. And of course, we couldn't see what was going on, but we find out, I mean, you can see it just in her expression. When uh, when Yumiko's brother walks in, which they did make him a doctor, even though that's what he didn't want. But when he, when he walks in and she asks him and she's like, you know, I know he's in line in surgery. How long is it going to take you to get to one, number 147? You could just see it on her face that what she read was not a good prognosis. And then when she asked him, does he know how bad his chances are? She looked like she was about to fall apart. Like, this is not what she wanted. And, you know, we're going to talk again. People people can talk all they want about Carol and Daryl, whatever, and people who didn't like her with Ezekiel, whatever. She loves Ezekiel. Because think about Carol wouldn't have been with him for that long if she didn't. Right. Because that wasn't the first relationship we had seen her in. She was she was with uh what's his name, Tobin, for a minute. And I think she cared about him, but not like not in the same way. But you know, I think once she realizes and and Tommy says, you know, the only way he he'll move up on the, the list is if other people come off the list or whatever, like there has to be another way. And he says, he's not going to move up on that list fast enough. Like basically we're probably not going to get to him before he succumbs to this illness. But you know what? So you I, know, Carol. I think though Ezekiel knows that because at the beginning, he knows it. at the beginning when he gave away Shiva's leash, mm-hmm. you know, as people die and they know it's their time, they start giving away all their stuff. And then when he met up with her and he gave her the Henry box, I'm like, oh, no. mm-hmm. you know, you know what I mean? He know, but he's trying to, you know, put on this facade again. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm good. So when he started giving, first when he gave away the leash, I was like, then when he gave away the box, I was like, okay. He, he, yeah, when he came in with that box, I was like, nope, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. We're not, we are not doing this. No, absolutely not. But yeah, you know, when Carol hears that, that's when the wheels start turning. And she's like, okay, I got to figure out something. You know, I'm going to tell you what I thought at first. I was sitting here thinking Carol's about to start. She's going to go find that list and she's going to start killing people. So he starts I thought that too. No fucking lie. I thought that shit too. I said, oh, Lord, she about to kill people off, people who don't need. But I think she would do it. She would do it for him. In a heartbeat. She would do it. In a heartbeat. She she making lace cookies and pies for everybody. (laughs) Right. But then when the opportunity comes up, when she happens to witness that exchange and Lance throws the wine, I was like, wait, did he just throw away alcohol? Like, you couldn't just take the alcohol somewhere else? Like, give it to the give it to anybody else but you threw it away do you know how rare alcohol is in this world but you know she finds the alcohol she's like oh this is what he need and i don't know how she knew that that wine factory or whatever was there maybe it was something that she saw when they were on the way to the commonwealth no remember she broke in um hold on let me rewind it she broke in somewhere 
Some, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. How, how does she? It was a winery, but that was outside the walls. That's why I'm like, how does she What's know that? that was there? Yeah, that's what Laz tells her when she walks in with the wine and he looks at it because he knows they don't have that there. So he was like, you found a way to get outside the walls. And Carol doesn't say anything. Yeah, she found some way to... I don't know where that place was. It wasn't in. It wasn't in the Commonwealth, though. Yeah, it said it's a, it was the only thing I could read on there. Watching real fast was Ohio. It's somewhere in Ohio. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's probably it was probably a, a wine manufacturer that was somewhere near where they are, and maybe she saw it on their way um, into you know when they were making their way to the Commonwealth. But she found a way to go find some wine and she was like, okay, I have a friend that I need you to save uh, that you, I need to put at the top of this list. Okay, I need you to do it. And then, you know, at the end of the episode, when she asked him, how did the wine go over? He said, good. It's a good first step. She was like, okay, what else I got to do? She's like, y'all finna save my boo. What else I got to do? Fine. So Fine. who uh, doing this resistance? Oh, and you know, that's probably what he's going to do. But I also think, so there was, there, there was a lot going on in this episode. So this whole resistance thing, while they're having this masquerade ball, this party at the, towards the end of the episode, one of the waiters tries to go to Governor Milton to speak to her and, you know, he's kind of brushed off. And then he has an outburst in the middle of the party. And it turns out this is the same soldier whose ass princess beat. Yeah. When they first got captured. Yeah. So apparently as part of the punishment for him allowing a prisoner to overtake him, he got demoted. So instead of being a um, soldier or one of the, um, you know, Commonwealth police now, he's a waiter. And according to him, that comes with like, you know, he lost his apartment because the apartments that they have, the the help or the new people in, those are some she apartments because yeah. we see it when, with Daryl and Rosita. But he apparently lost his good apartment. He lost his, what did he say? His spending card. Again, concept of money is so weird. So he basically got demoted from the high ranks to the scrubs basically and he was like y'all don't care about us he was like do you even know my name do you know my name and she's like no i don't but i would like to uh bitch it's a little bit late for that he don't want to know his name this dude apparently has been trying to get to you for months been trying to talk to you for months and you've ignored him but when he was making his statement and after he gets captured and turned in and, um, you know, she tells them to take him away. He was like, you really think this ends with me? There are thousands here who are, are resisting the Commonwealth. And, she, you know, she asked Lance, she was like, are there thousands? And he was like, no, I felt like he answered that way too quick. Yeah. I don't know if he's, he's a like part of it. I don't know if I feel like he's the he leader. He, he don't give off leader vibes. He doesn't give off leader vibes, but he does. Like I said, the way that you see Miss Milton talk to him or handle him throughout this episode, she does not like him. Like she has disdain for him. Yeah. Because when he came up and he said, uh, he says, Governor Milton, uh, how, how's the wine? She was like, it's fine. And then, you know, Max, I'm going to put it in quotes, Max, because I still think that's Stephanie, the real Stephanie. But she whispers something in her ear and then she's like, I have a meeting I have to go to. And she just kind of leaves. 
And even when he brought the wine earlier and, and Max was talking to him, she was like, that's not up to the caliber that she wants for our new guest. And he says, this is the best that we can make in the, you know, that we could get in the time allowed. She said, Miss Milton expects you to do better. Or she, she knows you'll do better or something. But she also has a very dismissive air towards him. Yeah. So that whole dynamic is really weird. And then when, um, when the guy, I think his name was Tyler, when he had Max hostage while he's doing all of this, talking to Miss Milton, she says to him, I'm the same as you. I'm the same as you. I was like, wait a minute. There's some other shit going on here. Because I think she was trying to tell. Yeah, she she was like, I'm the same as you. I'm the same as you. But she was whispering it. I thought she was saying that to me. I'm not high up. I'm a low worker, too. That's what I yeah, but but see, that's the thing. She is a low worker. You know what I'm saying? I feel like she was trying to tell him, look, I'm in the same boat as you to say, hey, I'm not the enemy. I'm on the same, you know, I'm on the same level as you. But I also felt like that was her telling him, hey, I'm a part of this, too. I understand. I understand. I don't know if she was doing that just to save her neck or if it was because of that. But there's a there's some there's some things going on in the Commonwealth. And I feel like at some point she and maybe even Lance both might have something to do with that because they're not happy in their positions. You can see it. You can see it with Lance. You can see it with her. Even even Mercer, like I think Mercer, and he says it when he's talking to Daryl, he was like, I see a lot of good in this place as far as this place. What did he say? This place has it better than any others I've seen. Or he says something to that effect. So I think he's there because of the potential of the Commonwealth and what it has. But there are certain aspects about his job that he does not like dealing with that little Sebastian asshole. That's her son. Girl. Girl, when he was out at there and he had all they 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 uh weapons and Daryl was like, is this a joke? I know this ain't Daryl. What Daryl said was, I know this ain't my motherfucking crossbow. <laughs> Not only that, he had Judith's sword. He's doing talking about this little toothpick. Do you know what this toothpick is done you? Do you know? And it's still it's still so weird to me because. This supposedly is the same motherfucker that killed Rick Grimes in the comics. I don't see how. Because they found the perfect actor for him because he's an asshole and I hate his he, I don't even know him. But if I saw he, him, I'd be Eugene and I'd punch him in the face. <laughs> Speaking of, and if you, if you look at him throughout the episode, so basically what they're doing is Sebastian is doing his, his training so that he can become... I don't know. I don't think he wants to be part of the Commonwealth Police. I think he just wants to have all the skills so that he can be a badass and so he can pretend like he can do all this shit, whatever. You know what it but is? If you look- his mama think he ain't shit. Because his mama is right. Because when they was out there and remember his, his mom right. walked past looking at him struggling, <laughs> his mom like, this motherfucker. That's the exact way Not she only looked. that, though, but not only that. I think she was also looking at the way that he talked to Mercer, like and the way that he was talking about that, like you have so much disrespect for the quote unquote help. But she's not doing and she was to looking, correct it. And she doing pretty much the same thing. She's just doing it with a smile on her face yeah. and with a little more class. She ain't doing nothing to stop that shit. Cause 
smack his ass. What I say since the beginning of this show, every kid on here need a whooping. Every last one of them. The grown kids, the little kids. Then if, if some whoopings was passed out. He don't need no whooping. He need his ass beat. Like he needs somebody to punch him in the nose again. Like I was so glad to see Eugene do that in that episode. But he need like I was waiting for Daryl to slug him because you know Daryl wanted to. <laughs> you know I was too. Like, is he gonna punch? <laughs> you know Rosita was probably if if Rosita. Let me tell you, she got some control because when she vol- she said she volunteered and he said that's okay she- give her a bag he said she can carry a bag especially if she looks like that I was like you know Rosita wanted to punch him in the Girl. face she was probably looking like I ain't had to deal with no none of this kind of stuff in years and now I come to some sort of civilization and I have to deal with that attitude again like dude there's some vestiges of the old world that should have died and that kind of sexism is one of them, is one of them. You know that you know that all three of those people, Mercer, Daryl, Rosita, you know they all wanted to beat his ass. I think a lot of people want to beat his ass at this point. Like, put his ass outside the walls. That, that's what you do. Don't whoop his ass. Put him outside the walls. But you know what makes me worried is Rick is not there for him to have that comic book death. So that means somebody else is going to get killed in his place by this little asshole. Aaron. Aaron is not even in the Commonwealth, I don't think. Not yet. But you see, six months ahead, they're going to get the masses. They bet. I mean, he, he, he mirroring Rick. He ain't got no hand. He got the scruff. He got a kid. He. I have a headache. <laughs> Because I don't want Aaron to die. And if he has to die, he deserves a better death than that motherfucker. I would have rather him be killed by the walkers in the goddamn basement last week. Hey. (sighs) It's going to be Aaron. I mean, that's the the only next logical solution. Unless he tried to get back at Eugene. But they would, in order for him to have, he need to kill somebody big. And that would be an errand. Yeah. Because who because who else is there? Father Gabriel, he ain't gonna kill no priest. Um, Eugene. Yeah, Eugene punched him in the face, but Eugene don't affect that much change that it's gonna make a difference. I mean, in the nicest way, if Eugene passes away. Especially by this little shit. It, it would have to be, it makes no sense to be anybody because we know Daryl don't die. Otherwise, it would have to be Daryl. But we know he don't die. Or and care, and I'm gonna tell you now if Daryl were to get killed by this little motherfucker, I riot, but that's no, not gonna happen now because Daryl done like hyped his head up a little bit, or like, no, you caught him to get a little brownie points with his mom. So now he's yeah. gonna be indebted to Daryl, is what's gonna happen. He's gonna, be- okay, he ain't gonna be indebted to nobody. He, he's gonna, he, no, he feels entitled. He's he, I mean, think about the way he treated Daryl. When he walks up the thing, he 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 messes with Daryl's tie. (laughs) I'm surprised he ain't get punched right there. I'm I'm so shocked. No, you ain't. No, because you know what? We and we have learned this. Daryl is good at keeping his mouth shut and kind of, you know, fading into the background to see what he needs to see. 
and do what he needs to do and figure out a way to get out of certain situations. You know what I'm saying? In that, in that instance, he and Rosita both are still trying to join the Commonwealth guard. And I think the positions that they are in right now, or at that particular time, it's kind of like that bottom rung on the ladder, on the class ladder, let's, let's say, and him helping Sebastian by saying, okay, Hey, you take him to your mom and, you know, make her think that you caught him. That was his way of getting Mercer to see, okay, yeah, I can be a team player. You know, thinking back to Mercer's conversation earlier, because he tells Daryl, like, he was like, I know you're used to doing things on your own. I respect that because at first I thought Mercer just didn't like Daryl, but he was like, no, I respect that. He said, but the team exercise was because sometimes we have to, what, what was it that he said? Sometimes you have to live own way. Right. He, you, sometimes you have to lift the other person up in order for you both to move forward or for you both to move up. So basically he was like, yeah, we can't get forward in here on our own. That's not how it works. Right. But you scratch my back, I scratch yours or that sort of thing with, you know, the groups or the partners. It's like, yeah, we got to help each other to move up. And so Daryl's like, oh, okay, I see it. Because you see, as soon as Sebastian turned that dude into his mom, Mercer turned and looked at Daryl like, yeah, I know this motherfucker. Didn't, <laughs> he, didn't he ain't called shit. <laughs> really? So... You know, and then, like you said, the next time we see Daryl is three days later and he's looking in the mirror in the suit and I'm, it's still weird. In a nice apartment. Because I was looking at one, okay, what's the upgrade? Yeah. They were in a better apartment. They had they had a bed. Judith had nice clothes. She had her hair styled. I was like, wait, wait, hold up. I'm not ready for this. I was like... I just need to know where the hat at. Where's the hat? Oh, you know that hat is still there somewhere. Better be. That hat is probably still there. But, you know... They've got to, like we said, they're fish out of water. They got to try to blend in. And I think they're right now, it seems like they're just playing nice because from what I gather from Daryl, this is supposed to be a temporary thing. Like he was talking about, you know, so you want to stay here even after Alexandria is all fixed up. And RJ was like, yeah. And Judith was like, as long as my mom knows where to find me. Yeah. So my question is, if they're all there, who stayed back to repair Alexandria? I mean, maybe that's one of the things that Aaron is doing because, you know, Aaron was very adamant. He was like, no, Alexandria is our home. That's why he was trying so hard to save the windmill and everything there because he's like, no, this is our home, but Aaron can't do it by itself. So did they leave some people in the Commonwealth to help rebuild? Like, I'm just, again, I'm just curious about how all of that is working. Like you're giving them the option. Yeah, we'll we'll help you rebuild if you want to but you got to come work it off right so and and i guess that's what they're doing but seeing daryl in that suit weird so weird i actually like rosita in it though yeah like it it seems like it fits her because of i guess because of what she was like when we first met her like think about it everybody thought that rosita was military when we first met her but she wasn't it was just who she had been around and the things that she had picked up so i think that's good for her but even for her she's starting you know with everything that's going on she's starting to look like okay maybe this is not 
the great place that we thought it was like there's some things going on but you know what i thought like especially when she was talking to magna and magna was like because you know she's trying how in the interrogation of magna like Mm -hmm. this somebody you fought alongside and now you sitting in here like she's just basically beneath you like this used to be your friend you know I think she I don't think it was quite that way I because I felt like she was asking Magna the questions but she was asking it like okay you know what this is part of what I have to do she said I'm I'm just trying to do you know I'm just trying to get to the bottom th- of things and I think she was trying to do it in a non-invasive way but like Magna says she says here it's it's just like the way things were before you know, certain people are treated in a certain way and others are not. She was like, and you're here. And, or she said, you remember, do you remember how that was? And Rosita says, yes, I am. And then Magna walks over. She says, but you're doing this. And she, you know, she's talking about you're being this person. And she just kind of looks at her. She walks off. And I think Rosita's basically like, look, I'm just trying to do, I'm trying to build a life. I'm trying to do something better. I'm trying to make this work. But I think at this point now, she's going to be put in that position where she has to really decide, okay, am I on the Commonwealth side or am I on the people side? Because I think what's going to happen is she's going to start to see that classism that they were accused of. And she's going to start to see how some people are treated okay. Like you saw Yumiko was there at the party with her brother. And she, I mean, she looked like she fit in. I hate to say it. Yumiko looked like she might've been one of those bougie bitches before the (laughs) word. (laughs) Because she felt like she was just at home. And then of course, here it is. Your former lover, your former girlfriend is the one that's serving you drinks at the party. And you don't even like, you can't even muster a hello right i was just like yeah like bitch we fought side by we slept in the same fucking bed that part and now we hear you don't know a bitch what i don't know like i said the whole thing was uh, all of that was just weird princess you know like i said working in the record store that seemed like something she would do but girl let me tell you when she was sitting there watching the red carpet and she spoke to mercer and she like, shot her shot. She was like, yo. <laughs> she was like, I just want to let you know you look good. He was like, this is really not my th- kind of thing. She was like, oh, yes. It it is. Is. Trust me. <laughs> I was like, go on, shoot your shot, princess. And he was like, well, this is not my kind of thing. I really don't like this thing, but you want to make it better? <laughs> and she was like, sure. Come on. I was like, yes, girl. Yes. And then I- what he say? This ain't the dress code. Uh- he put that arm out right like, come on boo Damn, right because the guy was out. asking he was like what's your name she's with me there is a dress code mercer look he put that arm out like does it look like i give a fuck about your dress code at all and the guy just because who mercer is the celebrity in the group obviously from the way that they were cheering him when he got there you really about to tell him no <laughs> first of all this motherfucker bigger than you second of all do, do you see the look on my face? Does it does it look like I give a fuck about your dress code? Like she looks beautiful. She got a crown on her head. Let's go. Girl, I was like, I am here for it. Do you understand me? I am here for it. Baby. I'm here for it. Girl, if I had thought about it, look, I would I, I would have put on my mercy, my princess shirt. Okay. I forgot about it. 
but I'm here for that pairing. I am. Uh-huh. We've been we've been here for it since the beginning. We have, we have, we have been um, them since the beginning. Right. While we're speaking about couples, did I not tell you in the last episode that there was going to be some problems between Gabriel and Rosita? They are not together They're anymore. Not. Oh, nope. I told you. I was. I told you. After work. Wait, what? I can pick. Her I'll come up. pick her up from what? your place. I was like. Oh, I was like, oh, so y'all, y'all did break up or something. And I I was just, I don't know if they, I don't know if that's a permanent thing or if it's just, yeah, yeah, we just kind of need our space, but that's permanent all day. I think it's permanent. I mean, Rosita go through men like draw, so she'll have a new one. But I, but you know what? I feel like, but you know what? And people say that. People say that, but if you think about it, she was with Abraham for a long time. The only reason why she wasn't with him was because he left her for Sasha. Okay. And then she had that little bitty thing with Spencer. Mm -hmm. She was with Sadiq and then Gabriel. She wasn't with Sadiq. She wasn't with, yeah, they were, they were just having fun. But if you really think about it in the grand scheme of things, Rosita is living a normal life just in unnormal circumstances. You know, and I mean, the whole thing with Spencer, Spencer was probably just a flame because with his personality and the way he was, I can't see Rosita being with him or being serious about him. Sadiq probably could have been a serious thing. And I'm still mad that we didn't actually get to see more of that because especially that scene of them talking when she was sick, I was like, I could have got behind that relationship. Yeah. I definitely could have got behind that relationship. Her and Gabriel was weird to me, but I was, it was starting to grow on me. And now that they're not together, I'm kind of like, what the fuck? What? But I did notice too. They had been together for a while because remember they were still together when um Negan was in jail. Yeah, they they they've been been together together since she was pregnant. Yeah, they've been together since she was pregnant. Since she found out she was pregnant. But the other thing too, I noticed is Gabriel has his collar on again. Does so maybe that was just a temporary thing while they were in that battle at Meridian. Maybe. Maybe he just took it off, or maybe after that campfire discussion he had with Daryl, when Daryl said, "Are you trying to t- are you trying to get me to have faith?" and he said, "Maybe," and he said, "So am I, so am I." You know, he was talking to himself like, "Okay, maybe I need to have more faith." So maybe, maybe that conversation just made him say, "Okay, you know what? Maybe I need to have a little bit more faith and yeah. all this other and stuff." Especially so. since he killed Father Reaper, and Father Reaper heard the voice, heard the yeah, heard the voice, right? Um, he was trying to get himself back maybe i don't know yeah but it's it th- that whole conversation of them yeah i'll come pick her up from work well well she can just stay at my place i know you have the lacia i was like uh-uh i'm not feeling this no get y'all need to work now <laughs> i wasn't even like i wasn't even a hardcore rosita gabriel shipper i was like like they were growing on me i was like it's weird but i liked him with her better than i did him with Anne because that was really weird but now yeah, I'm just kind of like, weird. now I'm kind of like, okay, I need y'all to fix this, sh- fix this shit right now. goddamn it. Fix it. Go to y'all room and don't come out until y'all until put you, this shit yeah. together. <laughs> yeah, we're going to send them to their room. Right. Uh, unless they give Rosie another damn love interest, then 
Nah. What if they gave her Spencer's ass? Not Spencer, uh, Sebastian. No, absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> not. Rosita. <laughs> Do you see the look on my face? No. Absolutely not. Um, let's see, cu- couple wise. Okay, again, um, Daryl fawning over Connie. Yes, I'm here for it. All day. I'm here for it. They sitting there talking and he's asking her questions. Now, okay, here's the other thing. The other thing I like about this episode is that we are getting to learn a little bit more about the group now that they now that they're not fighting everybody. We get to find out a little bit more. So Connie was an investigative journalist before the world fell. And she knows Pamela Milton. Yeah, and she had actually interviewed Pamela Milton before. And what was it? Got her brother kicked out of the Senate? Yeah. I think that her was uncle. I think that's her uncle. Her uncle, yes, yeah, somebody. But yeah, so Connie was, and and we find out that Carol used to re- read the tabloids because she knew who Pamela Milton was. And Daryl was like, I've never heard of her. And Carol was like, I used to read the tabloids a lot. And then when Kelly mentions that thing about Connie getting Pamela's uncle kicked out of the city, Carol was like, wait, that was you? Like, oh, okay. This- Small world. So weird, though. Again, so weird to hear them talking about their previous lives yeah. and the way that they were, because we have to remember, Carol was just a housewife before. Right. And not only that, she was an abused housewife. So she probably read the tabloids to kind of get, her get out of, yeah, you, you know, to get take her mind off of the shit that Ed was doing and all this other stuff. So it's, it was weird seeing all of that. But then when she's like, oh, we have to go, we have to get ready for the thing. And she walks past Daryl. Daryl turned around real turned, quick. I was like, hate to see you leave, but I love to see you walk away. <laughs> I was just about to say the same thing. And Carol was looking at Daryl and she's looking at him amused, which is so funny to me. I know, I know there are going to be people like, out there like oh she's looking at him no she's looking at him amused like he wants to say something to her so bad you know what this is one of those situations where daryl needs to get out of his own way he needs to go and hit her out we are waiting for it we are waiting for it i'm waiting you're waiting they may as well just make it happen right just just gonna do it because we got enough, look, we got enough drama with, or not drama or whatever. Rosita and Gabe done broke up. There's that tension between Magna and um, Yumiko because they broke up even before stuff, but you know, they still care about each other. But now Yumiko is up here and Magna's down here as far as their positions within the Commonwealth. I'm going to need Daryl and Connie to get it together. Because I mean, hell, if if Carol can acquiesce and, and toast to new beginnings or fresh starts with Ezekiel, okay, Daryl, I'm going to need you to get it together. Have a new beginning, boo. Right. Have a new beginning that we all can see. Right. But I, I also think part of the reason why Carol is doing the fresh start thing is because Ezekiel may not have time left, you know? And the only reason Carol separated from him was because dealing with the loss of Henry was too great for her. It was something that she just couldn't handle, you know, and being in that relationship, you know, a lot of people will tell you when you lose a child, that can either strengthen your relationship or it can break your relationship. And she never said that that break was permanent. Let's be honest. She never said it was permanent. She just couldn't deal with it. She curled up in that arm like... (laughs) They doing it. They about to that. You know what? <laughs> that scene 
was so cute because he brings, like you said, he brings her Henry's old um, box. And I felt like he was doing that because he was like the things that were important to him. He's giving it to people that he knows will treasure those things after he's gone. So when I started seeing that, I was like, no, we're not doing this. Ezekiel, We're not doing this. And then Carol, I feel like she was opening that door for him. Like, okay, look, how are you really? He was like, I'm fine. And she's looking at him like, I know better. I was your wife. And he, yeah. And he tells her, he was like, you know, maybe this place can be a fresh start. And she pours in the wine for her, not for him. He's thinking for her, but she, she was like, okay, yeah. First start for us, for everybody. Yeah. Cause she don't, he don't know that she know. And he don't know how bad it is about to move your ass up on this uh surgery list, boo. She was like, motherfucker, you ain't gonna die on me. Nope. I have had enough of that. We are not doing this. No. I have lost enough people. But exactly. Ezekiel's gonna have to die in order for her to leave. She, she's I, not gonna just leave. To leave with Daryl, something has to happen to Ezekiel. And, and I hate to say it, something's gotta happen to Connie too. Because if Daryl and Connie get together, I don't see him just leaving. Unless it's something. Leaves the question, begs the question then, what about the kids? Because the only way, I don't think anything bad is going to happen to the kids, but that's how he's going to find out that Rick is still alive. Because why else would he leave? Why else would he leave Look, speaking of which, let me break into the story commentary to talk about this. So today, like I said in the last episode, I'm going to this uh, convention called Pandemic. So I'm on one of the Facebook groups and somebody posted a picture from a restaurant worker here in Atlanta that was taken last night. Andrew Lincoln is in Atlanta. He and Norman went out to dinner last night and this guy took pictures with them. So everybody's like, oh, he's here. He's here. Is he coming to pandemic? I'm like, no, y'all asking the wrong fucking questions. He is in Atlanta while they are filming the final episodes for this show. Can we please get Rick on this show in that last episode? And everybody's like, yeah. Why else would he be here? I mean, and it could be a lot of things. He might be, he might be coming to Fandemic, or he might be coming just because the show is about to end and he wants to see everybody. But that's too much of a no. That if y'all don't give me some fucking Rick Grimes in these last few episodes or in that last episode, you know what will break my heart. Although I'm, I'm praying it don't happen because tonight is what the premiere at Mm -hmm. Nick and Norman's. Insinoia. Girl, don't say it. 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 Because if he shows up at Nick and Norman's tonight and we couldn't get tickets because it was sold out, I'm going to be so hurt. You? I'm going to be so hurt. Oh my God. Oh, I didn't even think about that. That was last night, right? Yes. More than likely, where do you think he's staying at? Where do you think he's staying at? Okay, we're going back to the show. Where do you think he's staying at? We're gonna go back and discuss in the show because I can't. <sighs> but I'm gonna I'm check because what time the show start? They start at what eight o'clock? What time they normally start the little thing? Nine is when the actual episode premieres. But they, so. they have AMC Plus, so they may do both episodes. Remember, like they did for us, didn't we get two episodes? They might, but given the way that the schedule has been, I don't think that I don't I don't think they're gonna do it. I don't know. They may, but I'm not. <sighs> 
can't think about that because you got me wanting to go down to get in my car and go to Sonoya anyway, just to be like, okay, okay. let's drive around and see if we're going to see him. Like we have time to get there. It's only seven o'clock. It's going it, like, I can be dressed in 10 minutes Horrible. and we can go. Girl, why you do that to I'm me? Sorry. I'm not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. We just go. We just go. Keep our fingers crossed that on March sixth, somebody show up. Yep. March sixth is our night. I can feel it. It's, it's, March sixth is gonna be a good day. Yeah, because Norma was in Sonoya. I think yesterday somebody posted a picture. Yeah. So. Yeah. <sighs> but I mean, they are shooting, so he would be in the area. So, but. Okay. Back on. <sighs> Now you got me thinking about it. But yeah, anyway, going back to the show. So yes, you're right. I think something would happen. Ezekiel would have to die for Carol to leave because that might be her last shot. Like, okay, you know what? I'm not doing this anymore. Um, I worried that something would have to happen to Connie as well for Daryl to leave. But I don't necessarily think that Connie would have to die because at this point, I feel like Connie, with her being an investigative journalist and her asking the questions that she asked Pamela Milton tonight, like, so how would your father feel about the classism that exists in the Commonwealth now? I feel like she is going to be on that down with the Commonwealth side, maybe not down with the Commonwealth, but she's going to be the one that's asking questions. She's going to be part of the resistance, maybe in some way. And Daryl, with him being a Commonwealth soldier now, maybe that'll put them on opposite ends of that fight. And that might, that might have something to do with it. I don't think that would get in between them though. I I honestly hope not. I hope not, but I do feel like these people for who they are. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think something like that would, Connie would have to kill dog for Daryl to not fuck with her. And that ain't happening because like like he said, dog likes Connie better anyway. So, you know, it, it would have to be, she would have to do something detrimental to him mm-hmm. for him to stop fucking with her. Like, yeah. honestly, you know, real or, or the other way around for her to stop fucking with him. But I mean, the other, like I said, the only other thing I can think of is that something happens to Connie and she dies. And I don't want to think that because I don't want Connie to die. So right. we, mean, we won't worry about, we like, won't worry about the spinoff especially right now. With, not even the spinoff, but especially with, this coming to an end, we know everybody's not going to get a happily ever after. So mm-hmm. I, I, I feel we're going to lose some of the people that we've held on to for a while. I feel like some of those people, and it's not going to be nobody that we think, but it's going to be somebody who's been around. You know what I yeah. mean? Because something is going to happen where they either have to go outside the walls or they're going to have to go outside the walls because I think they're so well protected in the way that they have their city set up and how they keep expanding and expanding. Mm-hmm. There is something, Carol found a way out. So there's a way out. You know what I yeah. mean? So that's going to have to, I'm sure we'll, they'll explore it and, and give us to where we're going to be like, okay, then what, you know, we're going to figure it out. But something is going to happen to kick all this off. Yeah. But we know at least two two people survive, Daryl and Carol. <laughs> yeah. Huh. I don't know. But the Commonwealth, it just, I don't know. It, it just seems like, and I'm watching it in the background. It's like you have this 
this nice facade. And then, like you said, I'm just waiting for the veil to drop. Yeah. And let me tell you, that little secret room that dude had in his closet. And Rosita would be the one to find. Of course. Of course. Rosita is going to be the first one with the doubt. Because you see how gung-ho, let me go investigate, let me go see what I can find out. But now that she found it, she sees all the equality and, um, you know, all the resistance for the workers and she flipping through the little flags and all that. So now she's like, because now I'm this person that's on this flag. Mm-hmm. This is me. Hold mm-hmm. on. What's going on? Yep. There's a reason. People don't just do shit just because. Nobody thinks, oh, just down with the military, down with the police. Exactly. Wait. Like, there's a reason for that. But you know what I mean? There, yeah. in, our, in our world, um, yeah. there are, it's a reason for it. You know, I mean, even in our world, there's a reason for it, but we won't even get into it. That's why I said, we're going to live in Walking Dead uh, uh, Commonwealth world for, yeah. for this. But, you know, it, 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 there's, there's something. Mm-hmm. And this, again, like I said last week, it, it's the facade of this is this great place. And then mm-hmm. we scratch under the surface and they eating people and they, they doing all this and, you know, all this underbelly stuff is happening. We're on this outside. You're like, oh, this is a great place to be and raise your kids and give allowances mm-hmm. and go to the record store and the ice cream shop and have yeah. sugar. But under that, w- what the fuck is going on? Because it's something. We don't find out what it is, but there is something because all mm-hmm. these places that give off this where it's great to be here. I mean, short of Alexandria Hilltop, and Oceanside, those places were authentic in what they were. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And the kingdom. Yeah, and the, and the kingdom. Mm-hmm. They were authentic in what they were. If people came there. This is a real sanctuary. We're inviting you in as family. We're inviting you to be a part of our community. You know, in the beginning, they had the three questions. You answer these three, three questions, and this is what it is. Mm-hmm. We, we, what you see is what you get. And now you go into these places where there are 50,000 people. And on the surface, it's, oh, a grand sanctuary, but on the underside, it is classism and and people not being able to live a good life. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's where we going to have to figure out, like, hey, do we go back to Alexandria? Because that's where he asked the kids, y'all want to stay here? Like, even after our home is where we've known, because now Judah's able to be a kid. RJ is able to be a kid. Of course they don't mm-hmm. want to go back to Alexandria where they fight in walkers and you know they 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 have sampled this great life and they, they don't want to give that up. Yeah. It's weird seeing Jerry call Ezekiel by his name and not boss. Wasn't that is so weird? <laughs> like I've always felt their friendship, but it's always been like because Ezekiel was the leader of the kingdom. Jerry always treated him as such, even when Ezekiel told him, stop calling me your majesty, stop calling me boss because I don't deserve. And he's like, "Okay, boss, you know, just like one of those, like, no, you're still my leader to see him address him just as Ezekiel. And just it that was so weird. Again, there was a lot of weird about this episode, not in a bad way, though. It was in a good way. It's just going to take some use to seeing them interact with other people doing normal things 
Right. Um, and it was Rosita who said it's so weird worrying about money again. Having to do all of that stuff, that it's just going to take some getting used to, which I know that's probably not. I don't know how long this is going to be. I don't know if they plan on staying in the Commonwealth. I know Daryl certainly didn't intend it. But like you said, Judith and RJ want to stay. So maybe they end up staying until something happens. And then Daryl and Carol go on this road trip, which again, we still don't even know what the whole premise of that show is going to be. Like, are they leaving the Commonwealth for good? Are they going out to, to search for things to bring back? Or are they going back to Alexandria and they're searching for things for Alexandria? Do they get a line on Rick and Michonne and say, hey, let's go. Like, we don't even know what the premise of it is. Right. But we know so it could be that everything is all hunky dory in, in the Commonwealth. But it's yeah. not because why are they then going to Hilltop and trying to force Maggie? We don't know what she's for. They're forcing her to do. Right. Ha- what she say? It don't have to be like this. And he said, mm-hmm. yes, it does. Mm-hmm. So something ain't right. Daryl ain't just showing up to his going to his because that's his sister he ain't just showing up at his sister house like hey sister you got to come do what the fuck they said yeah but you know the other thing i was thinking about this uh yesterday when i was thinking about that episode like we were talking and because i was editing our other episode earlier today we were talking about that bond with with maggie and and daryl and everything but i think the other thing we have to remember is again maggie left Maggie left them, didn't even tell them that she was leaving and was gone for six, almost seven years. No notes or, you know, she was keeping in touch with Carol for a while. If I hadn't talked to my friend in six years, I don't think that would make me feel any less that they- And maybe in this, maybe in this world, world. I would feel that way. But in their world, think about everything that had happened. Rick had just- quote unquote died yeah you know what i'm saying michonne just had this huge betrayal by someone who used to be her best friend in the in the regular world this woman took all of the kids in the whole fucking community and tried to turn them into baby killers yeah you know what i'm saying and michonne shut herself off from the rest of the communities but they were still there maggie left and went with georgie and didn't tell anybody that she was gone so daryl didn't know she was gone michonne didn't know she was gone whoever was writing the notes to her because i can't i think carol found out about it and and put the note in there about um and in it and everything when the whispers died but there were some there were more letters in there that maggie never bothered to check and maggie says it herself she just up and left like one day i was gonna go check the letters and I just decided to keep on going and I just kept on going. Like you had it in your mind that, okay, you know what? I'm going to look out just for me and I'm not going to worry about them. I'm not going to let them know that I'm okay. I'm not going to let them know that I'm still alive. You abandoned them for six years, for seven years. And in that time, three of your best friends were killed. Three of the people who were the closest to you were killed. And you weren't anywhere around. And then y'all come back. Y'all go through this thing. You take these people to go retake your home so y'all can get food and stuff. Yeah, I understand that. But think about all the people that died on that too. So it's it's just kind of like, there could just be a whole bunch of things. And then of course, you know, she killed the rest of the Reapers. 
injured Leah after Daryl was kind of like, okay, no, we gave them our word that they, they can go. We we just go, we just gonna squash this, and she killed them anyway. Daryl was pissed off with her about that. That's true. So we don't know what happened in between, like uh, again, in between those 30 days from when the Commonwealth showed up in Alexandria and where we pick up the story. And then again, it's six months in between that time from what we saw in that uh, that time jump. So we don't know what could have happened. That's true. I'm sure we're going to find out. I don't think, yeah, I don't think it's, I wouldn't think that it's anything for Daryl to be like, okay, I'm about, I'm, I'm about to go fight Maggie. I don't think whatever issues they have is to that level. Because even with him and Carol, you know, they just weren't speaking to each other, but I think even during that time when they weren't speaking to each other, if Carol had needed him or been in trouble, Daryl would have been the first one there. I feel he still would be that for Maggie, but we just, again, we don't know what's going on. And the way that they're unfolding this story is kind of like, okay, they're giving us this story now, but I have a feeling they're going to have to do a few flashbacks to kind of show us how we got from point A to point B. Yeah. Because other than that, we're going to have a lot of questions and you can't leave us with those kinds of questions in the last season. No, they cannot. Yeah, they so, can tell us, but I, I, I don't know. I just hope it's not nothing that's going because well, I want to say fractured the group, but they're already fractured because they're not together. They're fractured, but I don't think it's anything that's going to be like a permanent, like, oh, you know what we threw? I don't, I don't fuck with you no more. I don't think that, I don't think that's going to happen. Not with, not with Daryl and Maggie. No. They have way too much history. There's way too much of a bond. I, yeah, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen because here's the thing. Like we said, we know Daryl still feels like he's the one that's responsible for Glenn's death. Right even though everybody has told him, no, that's not the case. Maggie has even told him that. I feel like if Maggie didn't stop fucking with Daryl after that, then there's nothing that can break that bond. That's true. Nothing. That's true. So, true. yeah. True. We just have to, we just gonna have to see what's going on. It's just gonna be interesting to find out. Mm-hmm. It is. But now that we know that this whole down with the Commonwealth thing exists, I feel like that's probably going to be the last third of the season is going to be whatever this battle is going to be between the Commonwealth and whoever. True. True. And I, I still, th- I still think the CRM is going to come in at some point, maybe in that last third, but they have to mention, they have to mention them. You can't tell me that a community of 50,000 strong like the Commonwealth is not on the CRM's radar. You cannot tell me that. Yeah, that's true. And especially with everything that has happened with the CRM, with the Omaha, uh, not the Omaha, but, you know, with the New York facility being destroyed. And again, that fan theory that the group that Michonne joined is actually some of the people going to fight the CRM. You can't tell me they're not going to cross paths. And then the fact that Rick is probably with the CRM right now, you can't tell me that the CRM is not going to make an appearance in this show. Yeah. It just wouldn't make sense. Yeah. Because it has to, it has to happen here to tie everything together. Because even though they always say, oh no, this is a separate world, this is they all talk because hell, they they linked fear in The Walking Dead. So yeah, they have, and in the Walking Dead world beyond, they actually they linked fear and the main show. 
because they talked about that cabin in the Rocky Mountains that I told you actually, you know, there are two characters in Fear the Walking Dead who are actually living in that cabin now that they mentioned. And then, of course, Jada's mentioned Rick, even though she never mentioned him by name. We all knew who she was talking about. And plus, she's the big crossover from that show. So, yeah, you just you can't tell me that the CRM is not going to make an appearance in the show in some. Oh, maybe we'll see Jada. (laughs) That. That would be interesting. It will. Mm -hmm. Jada Stokes. Yeah. With Gabriel's last name. Mm-hmm. That would be interesting. Mm. That would be Let's interesting. See if the, the father's wife shows up. The preacher's wife. And you know what? No. 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 If anybody is his wife, it would have been Rosita. I yeah. I don't think him and Anne had that that much of a connection. Uh-huh. But, oh. Did we cover everything in this episode? Uh-huh. I think we did. And everything that's worth mentioning, I think. It was a good episode. But I can't it was. It was. What happens next? Because, oh, my straw. <laughs> I can't wait to see what happens next because we know Carol can get out. So once Carol knows a way to get out, everybody going to know a way. You know, our group is going to know a way to get out. So yeah. I think once they have an extra strategy to figure out whatever, that's mm-hmm. going to come into play. We're going to see what that is because, or maybe that's, that could be a good reason why Daryl says Maggie has to come. Maggie and Carol, Maggie already didn't want to go for whatever reason. And if Carol is able to get out, we, I mean, we don't know how far each are from each other, but if mm-hmm. Carol's able to get out, maybe she's telling Maggie, hey, you know, this place ain't all it's cracked up to be. If we able to sneak some people in, you never know. I don't think it might, but it, it's a theory. Yeah. But hmm. but I don't know. We're going to see. But I think with Carol knowing how to get out, Carol don't play. Carol is our uh, was ace in the hole. Carol yes. is our ace in the hole. So we just need to start watching Carol a little more closely. I'm going to say that. Yeah, because especially if she's going to be working with Lance like I get why she's working with Lance because she wants to save Ezekiel's life but what is that going to cost her oh absolutely absolutely so what is that going to cost her and is the cost that she has to pay like whatever it is he has her do because he said this is the first this is a good first step so obviously that means that she's going to have to do a couple of things for him to be like okay you know what put this dude next on the list what are those things and what is she going to have to compromise? Like, is it something, is he going to give her something to do that she's going to have to weigh and say, is Ezekiel's life important enough for me to do this? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like if he tells her that she has to do something that will inherently harm Daryl or the rest of the group in order to save Ezekiel's life, is she going to be willing to do that? And I don't think, she's going to be able to do that right. so that's gonna i don't know it's it's going to be interesting yeah. to see what she has to do let's see again i'm i'm here for the mercer and princess thing yeah um oh i was gonna say this 
Uh, Yumiko's brother is a recovering alcoholic, I think. Because he showed what's down in that goddamn liquor. He was like, and the shake. Enjoy it. He had the shakes. Did you see him when he was holding? He, he was shaking very visibly. He was. So he's either a recovering alcoholic or something about that whole thing just like is triggering something for him. Mm. Because he was like, if this is the life I got to live, I might as well enjoy it. And he's just, I was like, oh, something is, something is going on with him. You're right. You're right. Like, Yumiko, you don't like, and she's just looking at him like she's worried. This dude has been telling you since y'all got back in touch, since you found him, that he didn't want to be in this part of the life. He didn't want to be a doctor again. He didn't want to be in, in this hierarchy with the Commonwealth. And now he's here probably by force because they probably made him you know who knows what they, they told him his ass. yeah and you know they had to threaten him in some kind of way to say okay you can either be a doctor or, or, or we'll cast your sister back out or something they had to tell him yeah. but that's her know. fault everything that happened is her fault my brother's but she my brother but she didn't doctor. know yeah she, she didn't know she didn't know but it's still her fault Shut your goddamn yeah. mouth till you figure out. You think you, and that's the thing. You don't show all your cards in the beginning. You don't know where you're going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you don't know. That's true. I don't know. Carol, that's true. Carol definitely ain't showing all her cards. So. Oh, she never does. <laughs> Ever. She never does. Ever. Carol is like the undercover extraordinaire when it comes to infiltrating these communities. Hello. Hello. So. Carol going to stay the cookie baking home economic teacher she is. Mm-hmm. Carol not going. Yep. And the name of the place that she went to it was Vincent's Fine Wines. Okay. Mm-hmm. In Ohio. So they're yeah. in Ohio. Yeah. Because she, she went in the same day and was back. Yeah. So they're, yeah. they're in Ohio. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. Oh, okay. So the preview for next episode, Stephanie, not Stephanie is missing. Apparently. I saw that. But is she really missing? That's going to be the question. Eugene thinks she's missing. Cause he ain't seen her, but she's down with the resistance, maybe. I mean, could be. But here's the other thing too. Um, I don't really trust that Max girl. Something about her does not, uh, the supposedly the real Stephanie. Did they call her Max? Yeah, that's that's what uh Pamela Milton told him when told the guy when he had her by the throat. She was like, please let my assistant go. Her name is Max. You know, basically like trying to, yeah. Okay. So sure her name is Max. <laughs> he probably he probably know her already. But yeah, so so Stephanie, not Stephanie, is missing. Eugene is talking, you know, Eugene is saying that the only way for me to save her is for me to expose myself. I'm like, okay, so is Eugene part of the Commonwealth resistance? Like, it would be on brand for him. But I don't know why he would do it since the Commonwealth went and got the Alexandrians. Like, they, so far, they have done everything that they told him they would do. Like, they have kept their word. Yeah, but I think at the end, Eugene wanted to make sure everybody was all right. He knew they were starving. He knew they ain't had no food. He knew that this was possibly a way to save them. Mm-hmm. And now that they are there, or at least most of them are there, mm-hmm. 
Eugene been a, a con man since the beginning. Why would he when 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 uh Negan took him hostage? Oh yeah, I'm on y'all yeah. side. My pickles, my video games, my girls, my ladies, all yeah. that. But what did he do in the end? Fucked all their hands up with them goddamn guns. Right. At the end of the day, nigga, I'm a survivor. I'm trying to survive. So yeah. Eugene is gonna Eugene and Carol are the same person. Eugene goes about it the long way. Yeah. You know, but yeah. they, they are the same where I'm not finna show you all the cards in my hand. Mm-hmm. I'm not finna show you everything I'm working with. I'm gonna let you believe this is what this is. Because even remember when he was with Negan and he was being all mean and shit to Father Gabriel. When he he was like, yeah. Oh, you messing this up, you know, whatever, whatever. So he Eugene yeah. gonna play that role. Yeah. Eugene and Carol are the same person. They're gonna play the role until it's like, bow, here I am. This yeah. is me. I ain't never switched up. It is what it is. Yeah. So Eugene and Carol are the same person. Okay. I see that. Okay. I know. Cause they- <sighs> okay. So like I said, this, this Commonwealth <laughs> interest episode was very interesting. So I'm curious to see where it goes, but it looks like they are, they are moving full steam ahead. Like the episodes, the two episodes that we've had so far in this second part of the season, they've not slowed down. It's been action packed from start to beginning. I don't see that being any different for the third episode. And like I said, the um, third episode seems like they are really trying to find out this mystery of what happened to Stephanie and it has something to do with Eugene and him and princess and looks like they're going to be doing something uh lance is telling carol he wants her to be a part of the commonwealth so i don't know what that is mercer has a whole bunch of somebody's blood and guts on his orange commonwealth suit so that's gonna be like what the hell was that so i don't know i'm enjoying this this season interesting Mm -hmm. it is it is so you know um we'll keep it going I'm ready for it. I know. We'll keep it going. And hopefully, you know, we'll keep track of any other um, Andrew Lincoln sightings in Atlanta and see if we can figure out what the hell he's doing here. So hopefully we'll have more on that. But for now, that is it for our show. You can find us online at www.phantomhybrid.com. We are on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Phantom Hybrid. You can watch our videos on YouTube and you can listen to our show on all major podcast streaming platforms. Thanks for listening. We hope you join the conversation next time. 